there are programs for um, geologists, for mine engineers, for uh, other technical skills. We have the technical and vocational institutions that continue to train operators in this sector so that junior miners don't have to source their skilled labor from outside the country, but rather that they can find them here on the market and, and that reduces their cost exposure for the work they do. Like any country, Rwanda has been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. However, the country remains committed to growing its mining sector to benefit the economy. Hi, I am Vuyi Fobo, and welcome to Deep Insights, brought to you by Mining Review Africa. In this episode, Editor-in-Chief Laura Cornish chats to Honorable Francis Katari, CEO of Rwanda Mining Petroleum and Gas Board, about dealing with the coronavirus pandemic, growing Rwanda's mining sector, and upcoming African Mining Forum digital event. Let's join the discussion. So Minister, um, how would you say that the COVID-19 situation has specifically impacted the mining industry? So the mining industry, uh, like many other, like all other economic activities, uh, were initially impacted by, uh, uh, by the stoppage of work, which happened uh, when we uh, put in place uh, a lock, uh, lockdown measures. But that did not last for long. It lasted for a month and a half. Uh, at that time, obviously, there was uh, across the board reduction in production because uh, you know, mines were, were shut down. Uh, but mines were quick uh, to be among the first ones to resume operations. Uh, even though uh, operations could not resume 100%, and so we continue to operate below 100% because of the social distancing measures. Our mining operations are not uh, highly mechanized, so we re rely a lot on, uh, on labor and, uh, and, and, and man manpower essentially. And so that means we have to keep um, uh, uh, social distancing in our operations, uh, which reduces the number of people that can work uh, at any one time. Uh, we try to put in place shifts uh, so that we can compensate uh, for that, but still we are not 100% uh, where we should be. So, so reduced production uh, certainly has, has had an impact on the mining sector. Uh, secondly, uh, in some cases, there were fluctuations in, in, in mineral prices. And this means that uh, there's been reduced income to the, to the mining companies. Uh, we are essentially 100% export oriented. And so the challenges in, uh, uh, in transportation and logistics for international shipping uh, means that it has delayed uh, the turnaround period where, which mining companies rely on uh, for their export and, uh, and, you know, and, and cash flow. Uh, in many cases, also, some inputs are imported, which means they have to be brought in, sometimes delays. So, so all these things are, are structural impacts to the sector, uh, which continue to delay uh, the, the turnaround and, uh, and the scale at which the operations are taking place. But I have to say that mining sector here has been resilient and it's been one of the uh, few sectors that have had a quick turnaround and continue uh, to positively uh, impact on the economic performance of the country, despite the fact that we still have to deal 
with the presence of the, uh, the COVID-19 virus. Minister, what is the plan to get the mines back up to 100% production? Is that dependent on um, the opening of international borders? Well, well there, there are a number of things. Um, one is, um, uh, for sure, the mining sector was quick to understand uh, the measures in place to safeguard their self-protection and, 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 and for their health. I think that the mining sector uh, was able to leverage quickly their understanding of, uh, of safety, uh, particularly wearing of uh, PPEs, which uh, miners already understood as essential for their own health uh, while working at mines. So, so that has meant that in the mining sector, there hasn't been a single uh, COVID-19 case because they understand that uh, importance of, of self-protection. So, so that is already helping them to uh, 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 steadily increase their participation in the, uh, in, you know, include participation of labor force in the, in the mining sector. And, uh, and, and they will continue to grow until they reach 100%. The second thing is uh, we have learned that uh, we, we need to increase the equipment mix into our operations uh, so that you know, the mix between equipment and people uh, increases. Uh, so the mix has to increase uh, so, uh, so that we compensate for the uh, social distancing of people. This way, uh, we, we will have more productivity regardless of, uh, of the fewer number of people participating in the mines. And lastly, uh, we are identifying uh, local and regional supply chains that reduce the period uh, in which, um, in, in which uh, the period in which uh, uh, inputs can be acquired. For example, explosives, for example, uh, other equipment materials that are required to, to, to operate the mines. This way, uh, we don't have to rely on international uh, imports. Uh, lastly, uh, it, it is on value addition because, uh, you know, the more we continue to export mineral ores, which are bulky and go in large containers and, and, and shipped in, uh, uh, you know, in, in trucks or trains and, and you know, overseas, uh, is what delays. So, so we continue to uh, in, in, encourage and motivate investments in, in refineries, uh, in smelting, and, uh, and also in uh, uh, final products that can be shipped by air, especially uh, as, uh, as airlines resume operations. I think that all these will help us to uh, steadily improve the uh, scale at which our mining operations are taking place and quickly get back to 100% or even exceed the scale at which we were operating on before. I think it's so good, Minister, that we've been that you've been able to outline some positives, um, like which is one of the questions that we did uh, I had put in, but you definitely answered for me the good things that have come out of out of COVID-19. And I'm so glad that um, there's been no fatalities or, or cases recorded in the mining industry. So that's awesome. Um, Minister, with that said, I think we should discuss. Um, what your vision um, is, or, or let's do an update on, on what the vision is for Rwanda in terms of building the mining industry, um, unpacking where you are at the moment, if you have been un, uh, impacted by COVID-19 at all, and where, where you want that vision to ultimately go. Well, COVID-19 has disrupted uh, our operation. There is no question about it, but we cannot wish it away. Um, it is an issue that is affecting the whole world. 
and uh, we have got to adapt to the situation. And so our vision continues to be uh, one that is focused on the wider region, uh, not just uh, on Rwanda. Uh, after all, we are operating a mining uh, vision that has embraced the Africa mining vision. So what we do in Rwanda uh, is to try and align ourselves with the Africa mining vision, which uh, we embraced as a continent. And in that vision, uh, there are a number of uh, objectives that we continue to, uh, to focus on. One is uh, on increasing productivity of the mining sector, ensuring uh, that whether it's uh, labor productivity, whether it's uh, uh, capital the productivity or whether it's uh, investment productivity that arises, that's number one. Number two, uh, we continue to focus on value addition. Obviously, as an extractive sector, uh, there is always the challenge of, uh, of the traditional exports of, of mineral ores with very little beneficiation taking place. So the Africa mining vision, uh, which we have embraced, um, focuses on uh, mobilizing investments, capital investments, to undertake value addition so that uh, the mineral ores can be processed, uh, thereby increasing you know, uh, employment, increasing the value of the minerals that are being exported, and, and, and also uh, championing uh, you know, products made in, in Africa. We will continue our conversation after this short message. The COVID-19 pandemic has definitely raised challenges when it comes to delivering content and networking in one place. What has not changed, though, is our ability and willingness to connect mining professionals and raising the investment profile of strategic mining countries that will transform the industry in the region. The mining industry has gained an exciting new multi-touchpoint partner as Africa Mining Forum, the event, transforms into a year-round platform, providing engagement and content for 365 days a year and delivering timely, relevant and up-to-date information, focusing on the needs of junior miners related to investment, access to finance, capital raising and crisis management across Africa. Align your business with Africa Mining Forum to ensure that your business will remain sustainable and your customer remain engaged. Want to find out how? Contact me at benjamin.weinheimer at clientevents.com. Also, check our website at africaminingforum.com. Welcome back to our conversation with the Honorable Francis Gattari, CEO of Rwanda Mining Petroleum and Gas Board. So, Minister, uh, two things. How, um, it, how exactly are you trying to encourage um, mining investment in Rwanda? What are you doing more specifically to achieve that? And my second question, specifically with regards to the value addition and, and possible beneficiation or downstream opportunities, uh, would you consider changing your legislation um, to incentivize companies to explore beneficiation opportunities in the country? So it's a good question. What we have been doing in Rwanda is three approaches. Uh, one is uh, we've been streamlining the uh, business environment in our country, ensuring that doing business in Rwanda generally across all sectors is competitive, uh, removing the kind of administrative red tape that make it, makes it hard for, for businesses to operate in the country, uh, reducing the administrative uh, layers 
uh, that are done, uh, that are in place so that we can have uh, a single uh, uh, a single stop uh, for supporting businesses in general. And, and then in addition to that, we've been streamlining the um, legislative and, uh, and policy environment for the mining sector. So the, the, the legal and regulatory framework for the mining sector. In 2018, we reviewed our mining code uh, to align it with the most competitive uh, in the world to make sure that you know, uh, investors in the mining sector uh, can get uh, value for their investments while also observing uh, uh, you know, their environmental and, 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 uh, and fiscal obligations to, to, the, to the country. So all this has uh, really helped to uh, make sure that investments can, uh, can see Rwanda as a competitive place to do uh, to do business. That's number one. Number two, we have recently reviewed the mining code uh, to make sure that um, investments in uh, exploration, uh, upstream exploration can be done, uh, but also to make sure that downstream processing is, uh, is encouraged. Uh, lastly, it's collaboration with our neighboring countries make sure that these uh, movement of uh, raw materials, of capital, of skills, and that we can leverage the scale of operations to source raw materials from, uh, from the whole region. We believe that all these approaches are going to be useful in ensuring that investments in, um, in, in um, uh, downstream uh, beneficiation uh, can take place. Obviously, uh, we continue to do investment mobilization in events, um, you know, uh, around the world and in our region uh, to attract investors so that they get to know about about Rwanda and what we provide. And um, Minister, obviously, I would assume um, that the focus would be specifically around the the junior mining sector and bringing juniors into the area. So, so the junior mining sector, we like them and we are encouraging them, particularly in the upstream sector, uh, and not so much downstream processing because they tend to be very active in the early stage investments for exploration. Um, and, and specifically to the junior mining sector, uh, understanding their interests and their concerns, um, we recently reviewed the investment code and, and integrated some aspects that are, are of interest to them. One is um, for the mining sector now, there is a 10-year period loss carryover, meaning that for junior mining companies that are investing in exploration and mine development stages, they are not expected to make profit uh, in those early stages. And the investment code provides them a 10-year period for them to write off their losses, understanding that, um, uh, understanding that this is important for them to, uh, to continue to make investments while they are not making uh, profits at that stage. Secondly, uh, the investment code also capital gains tax, meaning that for junior miners that uh, invest in um, early stage exploration and mine development that may want to uh, turn over their operations to um, large scale you know, mine operators, 
there is a zero percent capital gains tax uh, for their for their investment. Uh, moreover, we've been investing in ensuring that there are skills in in the country. The University of Rwanda has been uh, upgrading their uh, their programs for uh, geologists, for mining engineers, uh, for uh, other technical skills. We have uh, uh, the technical and vocational institutions that continue to train uh, operators in this sector so that junior miners don't have to source uh, their skilled labor from outside the country, but rather that they can find them here on the market and, and that reduces their cost exposure uh, for the work they do. And lastly, uh, we've also set in place with the local banking sector an exploration support facility uh, that should uh, provide incentives for uh, junior miners to invest their own cash, uh, but also uh, to work with the local financing uh, institutions uh, to have additional financing uh, for, their, for their investment. So we believe that all this should provide adequate incentives for junior miners to find Rwanda attractive. And, uh, and obviously uh, with the local uh, you know, stock market uh, and, and you know, capital market in general, uh, there are opportunities for raising additional capital, including exiting when time comes and is required to. So, Minister, on the back of everything you've said, um, after your, your first mining event that we had late last year, what um, was your um, opinion or perceptions of the industry's interest in Rwanda after that event? Did you see a significant interest from the industry? Absolutely, absolutely. We were very uh, honored last year uh, to host our inaugural uh, regional mining forum and the participation of uh, private companies, uh, government representatives, international finance operators was amazing. I think for an inaugural event uh, taking place in our region for the first time, it was very successful, went far beyond our expectations. We were obviously looking forward to hosting a second one this year uh, until COVID happened. Fortunately, we are you know, going to leverage new approaches now to, to still meet. But last year uh, opened our eyes uh, to really three things. One is that the potential for mining sector in our country is piquing interest uh, to the international business community. And number two, uh, we, we also realized that it's very important uh, to bring all the different players in the sector together uh, so that they can begin to see how they can collaborate. I really look forward to continue uh, this platform uh, uh, in one way or another to bring together the actors in this region because our, our, our region has got a lot to offer. So, um, Minister, how, how are you feeling about the, the digital space and still continuing to, to draw that attention to Rwanda in a digital space, even though we can't have an actual live event? Uh, well, let me say this. Uh, obviously, my first uh, inclination was uh, to wish that we should have continued to have the uh, the physical presence of the event that we had last year. Uh, and, and so I, I had wished that we could do that. Unfortunately, that's no longer an option at this stage. Now, now with the current technologies available for people to meet, I th think that we have had 
a very unique opportunity to leverage the technologies that we can actually convene the event online. Uh, look, uh, adaptation is very important for survival of any species. And I think it's very important for the survival of our businesses as well. So we must adapt and technology gives us that opportunity for us to adapt online when we are not able to meet physically. Moreover, I have seen that by embracing this technology, it's opening up new opportunities that we never had. Uh, while we had limitations of physical space, I'm already realizing that we no longer have that limitation. We can have as many people as we want online. And the cost has come significantly lower uh, because now people don't have to buy all those expensive tickets and expensive uh, meal plans at the, at the convention centers. And, uh, and, and, and there are many uh, creative ways to make it a lot more interesting and, and accessible. So we are very excited about this. We think that it's going to create amazing opportunities for us to reach to many more people. And we can do it all around the year. We don't have to do it over one, one day, three days, over one week. Uh, we can continue to reach, uh, to, to reach our, target, our target partners. So, so yes, indeed, these are exciting times. And uh, it may very well be the silver lining around the pandemic that uh, COVID happened. And Minister, I have one last question for you, and that is around when we, we gather digitally for the event later in the year. What will be your key message to the audience about Rwanda? What is that key, key message that you want to get across? So, so um, a number of things, really, that I would like to put across. One is, uh, obviously, uh, COVID-19 continues to be a problem around the world. I would like to encourage um, you know, our collaborators or partners to continue to take care of themselves, to take preventive measures uh, to make sure that their health continues to be important and the health of their loved ones and their communities. Uh, this is exactly what we are doing. Uh, but we also know uh, that this will end. Uh, we know that there are you know, very uh, highly uh, skilled scientists that are working on, uh, on the vaccine. And uh, we have got to take care of each other until that time uh, when the vaccine happens. So it will be over. Uh, but we must take care of ourselves and take care of each other and listen to the advice of the professionals. That's the number one message. Number two message is uh, that until that happens, uh, life must go on and businesses must continue uh, to flourish despite the challenges, including the mining sector in particular. And, uh, and, and so in Rwanda, we want to keep them aware uh, that there are all these business opportunities in the mining sector that they must not forget. And, uh, and, and moreover, um, as, as, as technology begins to play such an important role in our lives, I want to remind people that in Rwanda and in our region here, uh, we have abundance of technology metals, uh, which are a requirement for the boom that we are going to have in the future around technologies. Uh, whether it's our three T's, tin, tantalum, tungsten, uh, lithium, uh, whether it's some of the other specialty metals, the rare earth metals that are important, all these are critical for the technology boom that is coming up. And where else will you find them except in our region? So, so we want people to know uh, that this is where uh, the technology boom will source their materials from. And lastly, 
I want people to know that while the pandemic continues to go on around the world, uh, we have relaxed our travel uh, restrictions in Rwanda. We will hold the event online. People can still travel to Rwanda. The um, airlines have resumed traveling to Rwanda. Uh, all they need is uh, just a negative test and, uh, and they're only quarantined for uh, 12 hours or even less until their negative test is reconfirmed on the ground before they can go about their business in the country. So, 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 so despite all that is going on, uh, life must go on. And, uh, and as life goes on, please consider visiting Rwanda. Uh, that continues to be one of the options on the table, even as we meet virtually. Oh, Minister, thank you, uh, as always, for such inspirational um, feedback on what Rwanda is doing. It's, it truly is an ins inspiring country to, to want to be a part of. And I hope I can convey that message effectively in the build up to the, to the digital events. I'm sure it will be a great success. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward very much to... Thank you for listening. For more information about the African Mining Forum, visit africaminingforum.com. Also, please remember to rate and subscribe to our podcast on all popular platforms like Spotify and iOS Podcast.